Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Slice of Healthcare. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. On today's episode, we have Dr. Ross. Dr. Ross has a huge following on social media, produces great content, and someone that we've been very excited to have on the podcast for a while. We had him on very recently, and we're able to get this podcast all finished up. And I think without further ado, let's bring him on. Thank you so much for being on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm very excited to be here. Well, I, I think it would be great if you could just give the audience a quick little bit about your background, and we'll go from there. Uh, Jared, do you want a background about my my medical background, or just like a whole history about where I'm coming from? I, I think it'd be beneficial to get the whole history where you're coming from. Okay, so my name is uh, Ross Kopelman. I'm a doctor. Uh, I grew up in um, Bergen County, which is right outside of Manhattan. Um, and ever since I was younger, I had an interest to become a doctor. And one of the reasons for that was because my father uh is or or was and still is a oculoplastic surgeon and so i grew up um, with my father coming home from a busy day taking care of patients and we would sit around the dinner table and we would discuss the cases of the day that he had Um, and the reason for that is my father is very academically focused focused and um that really laid the the cornerstone for what eventually led to me matriculating into medical school and graduating as a doctor. Um, But um, I think if you are a healthcare provider or seeking um, a profession where you're going to be taking care of other people, you always have to look for a role model. Um, And he was one of the very important role models in my life to encourage me and to also inspire me to pursue a career in medicine. So I went to high school in New Jersey, and then subsequently after that, I went to NYU, um, where I studied biochemistry. And because I'm not only interested in medicine, but also the entrepreneurial components of the healthcare space, I also um, did a business minor through the Stern Business School, and following that, uh, I went on to get two additional master's degrees, one in biomedical science from Tufts Medical School, and the other one in biotechnology and entrepreneurship from NYU, and then I said I was ready for medical school, Um, and I actually was very fortunate when I went to medical school to go with my sister. Uh, who happens to be two years younger than me, but she's smarter. She caught up, and we actually matriculated and graduated together from medical school. Um, so that's kind of like the the big overview um, of my background. But I, um, I I love taking care of people, and I think medicine is one of the most rewarding professions in, in the world. And I'm very happy every day that I get to 
get up every day and and focus have have the mindset of of uh, of trying to help people but beyond the medical components i'm also interested in the technology that is impacting healthcare and the implications that has to help people who live in third world countries who might not have access to specialists like ophthalmologists, dermatologists, um, to give their expert opinions. So I have broad interests that are not solely focused on clinical medicine, but also on the entrepreneurial side and the innovation side from a technology perspective uh, in the healthcare space. Very interesting. Now, are you and your sister in the same medical specialty? So my sister is a first-year intern, and she is pursuing uh, a residency uh, in dermatology. So she's interested in skin diseases. And I have an interest in ophthalmology, uh, which is eyes, so slightly different. But I envision in the future, and it's always been a dream, uh, to be able to practice together, uh, meaning uh, being able to have uh, a patient population that we can that we can share and take care of together, and I think uh, that that would uh, would make us very happy, and it would make our parents very proud. Wow, it's it's always interesting to hear when because it, it's not every day that two siblings are you know, doctors and. Especially that you know you two want to work together in the future. That's it's incredible. Now, I have to ask this because I I know how these things can go with siblings. But is there any rivalry between you two? Do you ever feel uh, like a uh, competition almost against one another? No, we're very much partners, um, and in fact, um, we both um, work very close. We, when we were in medical school, we studied diligently together. We studied for all of our exams together, all of our practical exams together. Um, if we need help with patients that we're seeing and we need someone's advice, we usually call, uh, we, we usually call each other. And on top of that, um, one of the things we, we actually started to do this past year is we launched a YouTube channel together called Sibling Doctors. You should check it out on YouTube. Um, and we are making videos for a non-medical audience about the gauntlet of topics that people care about or would find interesting. So, um, no, we're, we're, we, we've never been rivals. We've never been competitive with each other. And um, it's truly, the fact is that um, I would say my sister is my best friend, or one of my best friends, and so um, there's no rivalry. That's great. And I did I did check out your YouTube channel. I, I watched, uh, what was the one I watched the other day, the Chap Lips? Chap Lips. Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. It's funny. I mean, you're you're 100 correct too when you're saying you know you're making these for kind of the non-medical. I mean, what you were talking about on that it was very informative. You made it very entertaining, but 
I just I couldn't believe the you know the different parts of the lips and you just think oh you know they're just lips. Um, okay, so what, did you, I, what did you what was the big takeaway though? Let's see if you remembered it. Oh jeez. Um, Don't lick your lips, otherwise you're gonna get chap lips. Yeah, no, it's one of the worst parts is when you forget your chapstick, uh, and then you, I mean you should never obviously lick your lips. But I, I've been in a situation where even though it's so counterintuitive when I'm on a run or something, and you know you're somewhat dehydrated and your lips are chapped, and you decide to lick them, and but you're right, it just makes matters worse. <laughs> Look, I think one of the, one of the things that that doctors whether you're a doctor nurse pa nurse practitioner i think one of the one of the responsibilities we have is to educate the population so <clears throat> beyond just taking care of people because if you can educate people because i believe that our generation when i say our generation i'm referring to generation x millennials generation y our, our generation wants to take more responsibility for our health. And if we take more responsibility for our health, we have the potential to live longer lives and healthier lives. And so one of the, you know, and again, back to my sister, my sister and I, you know, are very active on social media. We have, I believe I have like 54,000 followers on Instagram. My sister has close to 8,000. I started a podcast called Med Chat Monday, so I think podcasting is a great way to to get more insight into uh, into different perspectives and different opinions. And it's obviously a great networking tool, but beyond that, it's it's a great instrument um, to educate the population. And then video is also important, so we're kind of tapping into all the different media medium mediums mediums mediums. Um, whether it's the MedChatMonday.com blog or the MedChatMonday podcast or the Sibling Doctors video, it's all about, um, or Instagram, uh, doctor.ross or doctor.hannah. Uh, it's all about educating the, the public so that they can be more informed about their health and that they can ultimately lead healthier lives. Now... Do you feel the school systems need to also do a better job of instilling more medical education for kids at a young age? Can you clarify that question? So I remember growing up, I mean, we would have health class, but it seems like we never went too in-depth. They, they never gave us truly, at least this was in my situation, uh, like a really good primer um, about healthcare and medicine, uh, you know, how the system works, um, even from an entrepreneurial point of view, uh, how it's structured. I mean, we, you know, we talk about how the government's structured in, in when you're growing up in high school and then even somewhat in college and, and even before high school. But it seems like healthcare was never truly discussed and so important. Yeah, well, one of the problems, if you're referring to, are you referring to high school and middle school? I would argue that it's not it's it's not about the fact that it's not discussed it's the fact that we have a very weak um we tend to have very weak 
science programs in the middle school and high school systems, unless you go to like a Bronx science um, or one of those elite science schools. And that's because most of the teachers are, are humanities students. So they're not really um, up to date uh, with the sciences. And anyone who was a scientist, uh, for the most part, either went into biotech, became a doctor, uh, worked for you know a pharma company. Um, so they didn't necessarily go, in, go into the teaching world. So I would say that if you want to talk about one of the weaknesses, that's one of the weaknesses. And... Uh, the science education in the United States is most certainly weaker in the elementary and high school level than, than it is in, in other countries, um, especially countries like China and Singapore, where, and don't quote me on this, but I'm assuming those areas are, are, are more competitive because um, they recognize that all the intellectual property is created uh, by scientists for the most part. And that drives a uh, economy. Those are good thoughts. I, I I totally agree with you. And uh, I wanted to bring up this too before I forget this because this is something that we haven't been able to discuss as much on the podcast. But since you brought it up in your intro, I definitely want to hit upon it. So you said your father was a big mentor of yours to growing up and and definitely helped, it seemed, um, shape you into uh, going into the medical field in the fashion that you have, as well as your sister, I'm sure. What about people that don't have that mentor? Do you have any advice on how they can go out and find one, even at a young age? You could always find a mentor if you want, if, if you're really actively seeking one. Uh, it could be someone in the high school. It could be, you know, the Internet is extremely vast, I have people who instant message, Instagram message me or Facebook message me who I've never met who ask me questions from around the world. So it's all about whether you are proactive. I think that's what it boils down to. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. You can, you can certainly find a mentor. And by the way, you don't, a mentor doesn't necessarily need to be someone that you speak to. A mentor could be someone that you might... Um, it could be it could be an author it could be someone it could be a religious leader it could be someone that you watch on youtube that could serve as a mentor because that person is a model for what you potentially aspire to become or some of the ideals that they stand for that's great advice yeah i, I agree with you too i mean we have linkedin we have facebook twitter instagram everyone's available even people that you in the past you would never have the ability to reach out to it's just a matter of uh, consistently trying and, and finding the right people that are willing to help i found that many people are willing to help you just need to ask of course starts with the question absolutely now i think it's your your situation is rather unique that you have that you you went to school and had a focus on entrepreneurship as well as medicine, which I think is super valuable, especially for someone in the healthcare profession. What are some ways that you feel we can innovate more in healthcare? Now, this can be really broad, but it's always a question I like to ask 
every guest that we have on the podcast because Slice of Healthcare really tries to focus on healthcare innovation and kind of ways that we can push the needle forward. Do you have any thoughts on, on that or just some? What was the specific points? question though? Uh, what are some ways we can innovate more in healthcare at different parts, right? So we've talked about uh, uh, care delivery, the uh, EMR systems, we've talked about a little bit of, of everything on the podcast. I'm just curious, um, in your view, in your specific position that you're in now, what are some ways that you're seeing? It can even be as far as networking. So I, um, two things. So I worked for a company called Startup Health, which is which essentially was a, I don't want to call it an incubator, but it's a community of digital healthcare companies. It's the largest concentration of digital healthcare companies. And I worked there as a analyst and I interviewed entrepreneurs who, for the most part, most of them were doctors or healthcare providers, but not all of them. Um, all trying to innovate in healthcare and to try to crack that nut. Um, so there's a that's a big question when you ask that question because there's so many types of innovations that are happening currently, and um, some are some are wasteful and some are some are actual step steps forward. Um, I think. There's one area that I'm most excited about um, is telemedicine. I've been I've I attended the American tele the American Telemedicine Association all the way back in 2013. I was the youngest person there when I attended the conference. I think telemedicine has many applications for the future in terms of delivering care, not only in remote areas where a lot of people are emphasizing. Uh, it's going to make its biggest impact, but I also think on our generation, people who are used to using Ubers and Lyfts, um, being able to uh, request a doctor or even a nurse practitioner, because they're both equally, I think nurse practitioners are, are equally competent to assess and diagnose. Um, so I think that's going to play a major impact, and a lot of that has to be driven by the patients. I think it's it's happening. It's going to happen you're going to see it be very prevalent um, in the next few years. And the reason for that is because going to the emergency room is way too costly. Um, and uh, most millennials, well, if we're talking about millennials, do do not have a assigned primary care physician. So they don't routinely go to the doctors. And their deductibles are through the roof. And so... Uh, and also millennials are making less money, and so they don't want to spend money when they get sick. So uh, they're going to choose the cheapest but most effective option, and I think telemedicine has a, has a major role to play in that. And not only telemedicine, but artificial intelligence. So being able to talk to a healthcare bot is going to be... Um, is going to be a way to triage patients more quickly and effectively... And I think that's the exciting area to look f to look towards in terms of near innovation, even though telemedicine has existed for over 20 years. I think now the technology is there, and it's it's just becoming all the all the T's and and I's and whatever everything's being aligned. And I think um, I think that's a, a very exciting area to look towards. But there are other areas where people are excited terms of innovation and technology that's happening in medicine.
Yeah, we we discuss this with a lot of a lot of guests on the podcast and healthcare administrators out there, and everyone is is saying what you're saying as far as like over this next ten year period, we're going to see a lot of innovation, especially in healthcare, uh, primarily driven by that millennial generation, um, it's the instant gratification generation. You got it. Happen at the touch of a button, right? So, who wants uh, to wait forty five minutes in the waiting room? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's not fun. It's not fun at all. And and also, you look at like from a paperwork perspective too. Uh, so many duplicated efforts as far as what paperwork you need to fill out when you have a visit. So I, I think we'll see a lot of innovation in that regard as well. Now, if you were not a doctor is there some other career paths it sounds to me like you would pursue strictly entrepreneurship if given that if you weren't a doctor yeah i look at myself as a doctorpreneur so i'm very interested in in um technology and um how that's going to impact care um so yeah i think i i would i would i would be in some sort of innovative profession it might you know and i might not necessarily have the title entrepreneur but in a profession where i i would use similar skill sets that i use in medicine problem solving interacting with people um and obviously a higher purpose like where we're you know because when you're a doctor you're not you are not there to solely focus on yourself you're there to put others before you so profession which by the way is it's hard to find a profession that's someone in medicine because medicine is one of the best professions to practice in my opinion whether you're a doctor a nurse practitioner pa uh, a tech i think doing anything in medicine is 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 very exciting do you how how do you handle the the work life balance so we hear a lot of Healthcare professionals they they sometimes struggle with a, a work life balance. What what are some things that you do to, to make that more reasonable? It's spending time with family and friends, exercising, cooking, anything to de stress. But I think at the end of the day, it's all about balance. Because if you're not balanced, you're not going to be a good clinician, and you're gonna you're gonna be burnt out very quickly. That's the short answer. That's great advice. Uh, now, a few more things before we wrap up. I, I definitely want to hit upon this. Uh, as far as people that are growing up, let's talk about the, the high school students, the pre-med students, the med students. What are some advice you can give to them given where you are now? Med students? Yeah. Well, first off, follow Dr. Ross on Instagram or Dr. Hannah, check out Sibling Doctors on YouTube and check out MedChat Monday Podcast. But more importantly, you have to find a role model. I'm a great role model. I'm, I'm an excellent role model, I should say. Um, but no, realistically, it's, it's hard work. It takes many years to become, to do anything in healthcare. I don't want to just say medicine because if you're a PA, you, you spend a lot of years or a nurse practitioner. So it's it's a lot of hard work, um, but if you want it, it's very rewarding. It's not always it's not always ro- rosy. 
Um, but um, you, you really have to study a lot, and there's going to be hours where your friends are going out, and uh, you have to stay in on a Saturday night to study for that exam on Sunday. Uh, I mean on Monday. And it's a long road. And I think just being realistic about what the expectations are going to be uh, is important. But just realizing that um, there's no rush to the end. And it's all about enjoying the journey. And I just want to point out that all your social channels, the podcast, the videos with your sister, all those links will be in the show notes for, for everyone listening. To be Yay! Able to check those out nice and easy, uh, very easily. This is what we so. call collaboration. <laughs> Absolutely, but I, I think I think those that's a that's a great start for everyone that wants to uh, learn more. And uh, and you have an act for this stuff. I haven't checked out your your uh, some of your sisters. Um, materials yet but i'm sure it's judging by how close you two are i'm sure it's very similar and the personality types and everything is oh that she's just warming up very nice <laughs> well uh we will actually we'll uh we'll throw her stuff in the show notes as well okay um we'll you may maybe, maybe you want to interview her yeah bring her on as well I, I think that would be great it'd be awesome at some point uh this year to get both of you on here too okay and uh we can uh, maybe take some questions from the audience, uh, specifically what they want to uh, hear about. Any questions, we can do maybe a, a live stream or something like that. But uh, possibilities are endless, right? That's true. <laughs> um, so I, I uh, won't won't keep you uh, any longer. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and talking about a few different topics. This will be airing very soon. Uh, expect it to air in the next couple of days once it's been edited, but. Once again, thank you so much for being on the podcast, and we'll have all those links and everything for you in the show notes. Jared, it was great, and I think you really asked some really excellent questions, so thank you so much for for thinking about uh, interviewing me. Absolutely. We'll, uh, we'll definitely keep in touch. I think we have uh, some other collaboration options with us in the future, so we can discuss those as well, but thank you so much, and, and have a great evening. Thank you to everyone who joined us for another episode of Slice of Healthcare. Be sure to check out our website, www.sliceofhealthcare.com, and follow us on social media at Slice of Healthcare. On pretty much every channel except Twitter, which is at Slice of HC. If you're interested in being a guest or you know someone that would be a great guest, be sure to send us a direct message on Instagram or fill out our contact form on our website. We look forward to bringing you continue uh, to continuing to bring you great content moving forward, and can't wait for what the future holds. Thank you.
The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.